All right, we just wrapped up with Joel Barber, just talked about business. Uh, he has built many, uh, the great Pacific Northwest being one of the most notable, um, some of the challenges, uh, some of the things that he overcomes, uh, you know, the, the balance between family and building uh, businesses and um, really just life in general. Uh, it was really good chatting with him. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. really looking forward to kind of reconnecting around um we've had you we had you on like two years ago and this was like yeah. the beginning of it's crazy was of like the seahawks stuff and there was a lot of exciting Ooh. things happening yeah, yeah. since then um i know so um but really really interested in in kind of the mentality i would say yeah you know um because it takes a special person to 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 do what you do on a daily basis it's fun so it's not it's not too hard. So is that what <laughs> ma- is that is that what makes the grind a little? Like, are we do? Are we? This is a podcast. We're running. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. I didn't a, know. I didn't know if we were just chatting or if you. I that's, see, like, that's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> yeah. what this is. I don't want you to tell the difference. <laughs> no, because seriously, sometimes you know you you get in this you get in where you just chat for a while. Yeah. And then you get into it. Mm-hmm. That's what I was asking, Mike. Um, no, it's great. Um, I mean, my my approach is. I mean, it's changed. Like it's changed a lot because I've been. I guess doing it professionally, like making a living, doing my own business, says now at this point for like a decade. But when I was younger, you know, like like my business partner Grayson with uh, Bison Bison yeah. Printing, you know, that was awesome because him and I, growing up as kids, middle school, were just like trying to make different businesses, doing websites, flipping stuff on eBay. Really? Oh yeah, like <laughs> just from a young age making fake season passes for people. Dude, <laughs> like, no way. Yeah, yeah. And that's where can I I started doing graphic design because I had Microsoft Paint and his family this is when digital cameras were like the first thing. Like that's will date me, you know, 37 years old so digital cameras are a thing and his family had one. So we would Go up, we'd put somebody just on a white wall, take their picture, put it in Microsoft Paint, print it out, laminate it on like a, a library card and say, just put it in a pass holder and you're good. This is before they scan Oh, passes. this is for skiing. Skiing, skiing. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, genius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was like, yeah. you know, we did that for a few people. Nobody and, would yeah. even expect Were you charging? Yeah. Well, you maybe like 20 bucks. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Your kids, like 20 bucks. Because you wanted and... to get your friends to come. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, I'll just make totally. you a pass. Yeah, yeah. And we already had passes, so we just yeah. scanned them. And, uh, I mean, the Lyft guy yeah. is like, what? He's just getting paid by the app. Like, he's not tripping. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care, yeah. So, yeah, just different, different stuff. We would, one of the best ones I had, like, that was like legitimate, like, put gas in my tank, uh, 
like for majority of high school when I was driving was uh, I would go through. So my brothers and I and a lot of our buddies, we raced motocross. So like motocross magazines were you know, you lived and breathed those. This is pre-Instagram. So mm-hmm. I would go to every every company. And my uncle was a sales rep in the ski industry, so I learned some terms. So I'd go through all the ads. I'd go to like fmfracing.com, and I would go info at fmfracing, and I'd say, hey, um, I just opened a store. I'd make up like a name, a, a fake like store name. <laughs> I need some point-of-sale materials, like some stickers or anything you can send for like our grand opening. And depending on how they're structured, dude, they would just send stuff in the mail over and over. Oh, oh and so over. one email would just unlock a, just a oh, geyser. Yeah. And some would be like, they, they were like, their stuff was locked down. Like, go, oh, go talk to your local rep. They'll get you what you and need. And you're like, fuck. But like, <laughs> I, I remember the one of the best, we were just so stoked. I think there's still a brand. Do you remember Sobe? It came in a glass, had oh. two lizards on it. Yes, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what you took gravity mongs out of back yes. in the day. So Sobe, we would like hit them up and they send us like all these business cards, like probably 250 like business cards that were just for a free Sobe drink. And we're like, but what's weird, it was valid anywhere they sold Sobe. So like gas station, grocery store, and like get a bunch of stickers and stuff. We're like, this is incredible. Yeah. Like, so like you're 15 years old, 16 years old, like just gas station. Yeah, and uh, Just screwing yeah. around, man. And yeah. like, kind of like, this is so preemptive to what you're, what you're going to become. And you know, when you enter this fucking adulthood where there's all this other crazy stuff that yeah. you weren't privy to when you were 15 you were just like yeah like how could we and then we'd put that stuff on ebay we'd put all these stickers on ebay and sell them and then because uh, because it's hard to track down awesome. all these different companies so we would put like 10 different companies or like 100 stickers yeah like people, a sticker run like a sticker pack yeah <gasps> they call them lots so lots. here's a hundred sticker lot what do you like, get for a hundred sticker lot I don't of know, probably brands? fifty bucks or something? <laughs> well, yeah, shit. but I got them for free. Yeah, you know? from nothing 15. to yeah. fucking something, baby. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the best. And Grayson had a. This is so funny because he he had a, a website called snowsuperstars.com, which is funny looking back because he was like, I want to do like a blog, and do all the local mountain. Like we had a digital camera and we had we were filming video and we were putting videos online like pre YouTube and that was like really hard to do. Um, Damn. So then I was drawing wow. up like the flyers and stuff for the events, and uh, what this is this always cracks us up. And this is funny. So Grace and I, so with Bison Printing, I'm like pretty hands off. I literally just have a meeting with Grayson once a week where we sit down and just what's going on. We mostly talk about golf, <laughs> but we just laugh at like we're still doing the same thing here, like just 20 years later. Just at a way different scale. Now there's like employees, yeah. but we're still just jackasses. Yeah. Like ju- it's just and funny with a and little like, bit of legitimacy in there. Yeah, it's like, that's and awesome. like I'm still doing design stuff. He's still kind of the business side of Bison. I mean, that, what he does at Bison. I mean, that's he's grown that business so well, and it's because of who he is and the team he's hired and the people there and just the culture. You know, cool that integrity. So. I know it's like when you know when you have people that have you know the kind of drive and. Uh, creativity that that you and Grayson have it sounds like it's like you know some people take that and they squander it some people have like that integrity that work ethic to to actually scale that so that's what's so interesting to me because a lot of people fail and especially when it comes to clothing things like that's like a that's a tougher business oh yeah you know what I'm saying then yeah then opening I mean it's just, it's a tougher business. So uh, yeah. talk to me a little bit about how, um, honestly, what I'm really curious right now is 
um, kind of how social media, because you were using the internet before, sounds like a lot a lot of people were using it for what you were using it for and leveraging it to, yeah. <laughs> to get yeah. free stuff and, and yeah. stuff like that. So I know the internet was a big part of your come up with the great PNW. How oh, is yeah. how is that kind of relationship from yeah. then up? Kinda? Yeah, Instagram specifically. And that was one, you know, that had kind of came to be a few years, you know, before I started. And that was, I was actually like a user on it. So I really studied the platform. Same thing before we launched a Kickstarter. I studied, 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 studied. And then I, and I realized like when I wanted to start the great PNW was well, I would take road trips with my buddies all around the Northwest, you know, all the time. Like some, we'd always do one big trip a summer. That'd be like a week, 10 days, just camping, skating, camping, skating. Um, and I was like, there's no cool brand that's like, you know, Pacific Northwest love, unless you like at a gift shop or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was like, okay, how do, how do I encapsulate that? And, and I realized how community driven what we do, what we were doing at the time, especially with skateboarding, like, like not a lot of people know this, but I got like, I like cut my teeth learning design video motion graphics through skateboarding. Like I had uh, a, a couple like full length skateboard premieres. One was at the Garland and it was like standing room only. Like it thing was fucking packed out. Like, wow. oh, like, cool. like I've never been to it. And event. when was, was this? This was 12 years ago, wow. probably right before, right before I like maybe 11 years, like I, I, that was the last one I did, but it was like, I was, it was just that time in my life where I had the time to do it. And then I, and I was always doing skateboard designs and t-shirt designs for my other buddy skate shops and stuff. And they were just like, and people are buying these as wall hangers. They're not even skating them. These are just selling really fast. And then I was like, and doing all the road trips. I'm like, man, I could, I could do this. So, and then I, the big thing with, with Instagram is like, you realize it's social media, like it's, it's community. And then I was like, okay, how can I make a really genuine community? I'm never going to buy a follower. I'm not going to do a million hashtags or all those kind of weird fluffy hacks that aren't going to give you a real genuine following. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, in, it's interesting because we've seen this totally shift from like your follower count used to really matter. Yeah. But now with the algorithm, it's, it's this, you know, this holy thing you have to bow down to that's always changing. It's just goofy. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we have over 200,000 followers, but it doesn't mean anything. They pay no respect to what you've built. No, <laughs> no. And, and what's crazy is yeah. like when you like when I look back, at, I wish I would have ran more photos of like our product, but I, I didn't want to do that quite yet. So I kind of did. I had this system to it where we'd show some proto some products some photos of like lifestyle like scenic photos because mm. i had a ton because i was shooting a ton of like Bro, film that's how it blew up from me from, yeah. me from an outside standpoint yeah. right like you would just see yep. just dope ass photos. but these aren't just like you know run-of-the-mill photos. these are fire photos like yeah. You know? yeah so i was just that's that's how i knew your brand so this sounds like this is a piece of your so puzzle. So kind of going back to that now, actually, it's kind of coming full circle. So that's what helped me. I would sprinkle in some product photos. I'm like, if people love the PNW, and that was even calling it the great PNW, there's a Google tool you can use, and it's pretty funny. You can see like uh, trends when something's searched on uh, Google, mm-hmm. like the term PNW. Like if you type it in, it's like this little tool they have. You see as the second we like became in existence, it's just like, skyrocketed and i'm like and i've seen it like oh you see more of these pnw this pnw that 
And I'm like, we had to have some role in it. And then it's sure mm-hmm. enough, you look at it, it's like f- from 2013, it just goes. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty. And I truly feel like we played a role in that. That's and gotta uh, feel, That's got to feel pretty cool, man, how yeah. you can just affect I mean, that's so it is, much. That is what's weird. It's weird because we ship out all over the country. And like, but looking back, I realized like we were running free ads and I didn't even know it. Like, and I should have leaned in more because what we were doing for free six years ago yeah. now costs us $200,000 a year. Yeah. Like, because you actually because you have to pay. You have yeah. to pay to. And oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the algorithm, like, they caught on that people are making crazy money. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I remember but, that switch. Too. Yeah. So it was like this. This thing now we're just totally throttled and it, you know, it all pencils out. We have a great marketing agency we use that they're here locally and, um, and it's great and it's super measurable. So I, I don't say I don't mind, but it's, I'd rather have it be free than well, yeah, you know, a few yeah. hundred grand. So when you're looking back, it's like, damn, dude, we were just, you know, cause you guys were getting huge traction on these yeah. great photos. Yeah. Totally. And, and so what, you know, what's kind of a trip too. It's like people would drive to a location yes. and they would go there and there would be a gift shop where you could buy a PNW, a Pacific Northwest oh, yeah. shirt, right? You yeah. brought that online where you would bring us the scenery and then give us the gift shop right there yeah. oh, people would email us like Good i point. went there because you posted it you know and it's yeah. oh, there's a flip side of that because there's some people who are like don't post the location we don't want people to know and i'm like if people are really that adventurous and they make it out there like who, it's not your secret spot you yeah. know like that we put these out there so people can enjoy this <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. hundred people can see the forest. Yeah. yeah people are yeah. really yeah. mad about that they're like yeah. yo man that's no yeah there, there's some people who are they would Definitely. And I'm like, showing my fishing hole, dude. I mean, we yeah, all want. Go, that's that. That's it. <laughs> we all want less people when you go to the spot. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Us too. He's just yeah. on our spot that they're talking about. Like, yeah. like he's, yeah. you see the picture and it looks so peaceful. And then you look behind the picture and there's like 80 yeah. people all there. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. That shit's real too. All those, yeah. all those pictures you see like that, there's, it's like everyone's taking the same photo. Like, yeah. Fuck. So, God, yeah. Man. Yeah. So that's kind of how Instagram, how we use it now. And, and, Truly, we just hired a girl. She's amazing. Her name's Ollie. She's 23. But it was like the first time I hired somebody for a position. Like I truly, like I've kind of lost grasp of like what kids are doing. What is, what's happening on like TikTok? Even yeah. like Instagram to some extent. I, I had, I've kind of forced myself to kind of reuse the tools because I'm like, I haven't been in that. It's changed. You too. know, it's changed so much. But mm-hmm. like Ollie, I'm like, what, what do we need? And she, she's actually, it was kind of cool because she, we hired her as a model. And, and I was just talking about on the shoot, my God, like, what do you do for a living? She's like, I'm actually like an influencer on TikTok. She has like a hundred thousand followers. So she understands content creation. Mm. She goes, I actually applied for a job with you like two years ago, but you, you told me no, because she was still in college and we need somebody in Spokane. I was like, gosh, I thought you looked so familiar. Mm. Um, so we had her, her and her friend, um, and I didn't hire the model, so I didn't know, but I was there on the shoot. And, uh, um, so yeah, so now, so that was the first time I hired I'm like, hired somebody who I'm like, I don't know, Ollie, you need to tell me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you were 13 years old when I started this company. You were in middle school. Like, this is, it's weird. It's really weird. So uh, this is probably a really important part of like business in general, right? When you start kind of scaling up a little bit, especially to to lean on people who can kind of tap into some of those things and, oh yeah. and can make your business stronger in those aspects. Yeah. Is she the one that's been on social media doing stuff? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's... And it's funny because she, she, she was she's already pretty popular from her TikTok. Like she says, she will travel, travel around, and people will be like, like 
literally she's, she's in San Francisco, Colorado, whatever, and people know her from her personal brand. And she's That's like, awesome. now it's like double because now I'm in Spokane and people are seeing, because <laughs> we're putting also ad dollars behind her content, so mm-hmm. we're pushing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah, and she's like the only girl we have on staff. So, and she's she loves it. She totally fits in with everybody. And uh, it, awesome. yeah, it was, it was a good dynamic for the culture of like just a bunch of bros. I've literally just had all my buddies for the last like 10 years for the most part we've had a couple girls here yeah but i love that it's uh it's that's really cool especially just age too you know yeah we're just right there with you when i'm 30 i'm 36 about to be 37 so it's cool when you just being around younger people who who can give you a different younger perspective i like to be tapped in especially when you're running a uh, uh, you know a business and a lot of young people buy your stuff totally yeah and that's where i'm like are, are we have to stay relevant like this and we've had some competitors kind of somewhat come into our space. And, but that's where for me, I, I take, take a handle of that from like a business perspective. And then, but from a creative perspective, I'm really leaning on my team to like, you know, and I have a graphic design background, you know, so that's, that's when I still have to really creative direct everything. And I, I am learning that sometimes I, I really need to rein things in. I, yes, I need, I want to give my team as much, you know, freedom to be as creative as they can, but sometimes I might give too much mm-hmm. because I, I want people to feel like they can do whatever they want, but then I'm not doing my job as a creative director. Like, okay, that is off brand. We really shouldn't have run with that. Um, and they do it the same as me. They know the brand really well. Like I have some crazy idea. They're just like, it's off brand. don't, don't, don't do that. Like <laughs> I, I was going to put up a billboard um, that uh, said yet yeah, uh, Kanye 2020, like downtown. <laughs> And, and my team was like, don't, like, no. I was like, it would be, and I, it'll just say paid for by the great PW, like real small. Yeah. And, um, he was on the ballot, like in Idaho, like, yeah. which is crazy. Um, Kanye was? Yeah. Like on, yeah. Like straight up. <laughs> yeah. Like you could have voted for him. Is that insane? Idaho? Yeah. Crazy. It wasn't like in every state, like he made states. it in a few different states. <laughs> Printed. Yeah. That cost him so much. I bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? So, but those type of things. Like if it was just me solo running, like making those decisions, yeah. I would have ran with that. I mean, I, I we don't have to go too deep. Everybody knows about the billboard with the bears fucking on it. But like that was because I was just siloed. I'm like, I'm just gonna do this. This is hilarious, and nobody's gonna stop me. But how epic was that? And that it became turned out one great. Of the, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that became. And so one it's of the... it's really tough to take outside input when you're like, dude, do you know what my billboards do? Yeah, like, totally. like sometimes I hit, sometimes I miss. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's yeah, just yeah, part yeah. of the like the creative psychoness of it. Like sometimes you just have to. Like, everybody would have told me no. They would have said, don't do that. Well, the, one but of the like, biggest parts of a brand, I feel like, is recognizability. And definitely those two bears fucking. Oh, I know. It was, it was yeah. one of those moments it's crazy. where. It's huge. Hockey stick. Everybody, that's right when I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, everybody was, was paying attention. You right already there. knew what yeah. it was, but yeah, then it, exactly. was like, it started it just, to ramp up a little bit. Yes. Yeah, definitely definitely in Spokane. And it, I think that also the misconception is people, I just had somebody talk to me about this the other day. They're like, oh, man, yeah, that. That must have really set you off to like, boom, like your business really took off as if like that was like the thing. And I was like, no, we were already going. I go, if you look at like our sales, even like that year and we dropped it, like it's less less than half of a percent of like what we sold, you know, and it's still now it's we still sell a ton of it. But that's what's great is we don't obviously we have like best selling items, but like nothing makes up more than 
one to one and a half percent of our overall. So like if we lose a product, which is good, we're not gonna be like, just fucked. You yeah, know? yeah. Because so, you um, you can sleep at night saying we just gotta keep creating, really. Yeah. Because people love it. I just yeah. gotta keep like everything that yeah. you make. Yeah. And you guys stay really solid. So that's that's. I was gonna ask you that too about your design team because I was very interested yeah. in who comes up with. Yeah. And how the how they come up with it? Like you know, do they all just spitball in a room and kind of just pl play around or yeah like how do those meetings go to come up with a new design like what we're gonna do yeah you guys just have to come by the office sometime and, and check it out it's <laughs> oh for real i mean yeah dude, we have a we have a skate ramp we have a golf simulator there if you guys ever need a photo studio for something i let my buddies use a photo studio cool you know and it's uh we got a gym there if you guys want to use a gym. Yeah. Dude. So sweet. Um, I drive by all the time. It's, the building got bigger in the last year. Yeah, it did. Years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And there's a fucking van on top of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That was funny. Yeah, that van, I got a new one and I was like, well, fuck, what are we going to do with this one? I'm like, and which is it. And I will talk, I'll answer that question in the creative process. But the that our other box van had like, that thing just went tits up. But uh, my business partner, Ramsey's like, dude, I got a van. He owns Hello Sugar. He's like, I got a van. He's like, and this, he's just like so smart. He's like, dude, I already got the tax credit for it. It's paid for. Like, dude, just ta just have it. And yeah. I'm like, seriously? He's like, he goes, literally, I don't, I don't need the money for this thing. Take it. So we took it, wrapped it. So we had a new van. And then I was like, what am I going to do this other one? And we were putting <laughs> on the addition on our contractors. Like, let me link you up with the dude, Texas guy. He's like, be there Saturday at this time. I'm like, okay. Coming down the road, this guy's just driving. These are like big fork, big forklift. Like it's a tractor. I think these are like twenty foot forks. Yeah, Jesus. driving down the road. I'm like, oh my god, this thing. This guy comes, puts it up on that Conex box that I bought. <laughs> yeah, that shipping container. Puts it up there. I'm like, all right, like you didn't tell me how much you 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 want for this. I got a couple of quotes and it was like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars to lift this thing. But my buddy Steve, who uh, Romaine, who built the addition on the building he's like he linked me up this guy he's like uh you're a clothing company right i'm like yeah he's like just give me like two hoodies i go okay do you want to come get him he's like no i actually work at the rental place down the street and my boss is gone right now so i took this over here real quick i gotta get it back before savage. he comes back i was like what that's savage. so just drove it like three blocks Damn. down broadway yeah um and uh yeah so or Alki, whatever that. It's really all about is. who you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's how like all of it is. It's like who who do you know, and it all just works out in the wash. And the more we can, you know, with all this stuff, not have money exchanged, it, it makes things so simpler. You know, because once you get money involved, then it, it just it it makes things can get really weird. And like for us, we just focus on like be really good to people, make sure everybody's happy. We're smart enough to make money. The money will work itself out. We might not even discuss money for a month down the road if we're talking about a project or something because that's that's not the number one goal. We all assume, you know, we we understand enough about what's going on that it's going to pencil, and then we will get down and, and you know really pencil shit out. But like, it never starts there. Nothing we we really do that I can think of is is ever just like about the money you know mm -hmm. so, that's really cool yeah. that's that i hear that saying and that that holds true it sounds like you know it's like if you you lead thinking about money then you're going to run into some issues but you got to kind of find those those end goals and it everybody. just it just makes like if, if that's your if that is your barometer you know if that is what is has to be going well f to equal success well fuck if that goes south then you're not successful, then you're not happy, and you're bummed on like what the end goal was. But if it's just like, look, it, 
for me, if, if everybody's happy and say we're getting good brand awareness, the money happens and the, the money makes sense. And, and it's just, that isn't even a, a, a piece of it. You know, mm-hmm. there are parts with business where we look at something like, oh, that's really lucrative. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, we're going to take a, a smaller margin here, but it's, let's do it because it's cool. We yeah. want to do it. We're not going to make a ton of money, but like, let's do it because cool. we're happier for it, you know? Um, but back to the design process. I mean, a lot of that is, um, if you guys know Josh Wing, he's like my main designer. Um, he does a lot of the the heavy lifting on the t-shirt design. Sometimes I just sketch him up something. I'm like, here, can you, can you draw this? A few times, you know, a little bit. If he's just getting bombarded with design stuff, I'll hire some freelancers. Same thing. Here's a sketch. Can you just draw this up for me? We'll tweak it. Um, but okay. it's like... It's like gnarly how much stuff we have to put out, especially when we're doing now custom cut and sew like jackets and bags. And I'm designing like a house slipper right now. I'm like, I just want a bomb house slipper that you could just like (laughs) put on. And if I want to walk around the block with my kids, I can or like hard bottom or. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a hard sole, but it's like it's got one where, you know, you could you could smash the back of it if you wanted to. So you can slip it on like a slipper. I like that. Um, But if you want to need to go to the grocery store, you totally can. So I was getting some some samples of that done this week The they were sending those over, making some tweaks to it. Um, But yeah, so like that's like more intense type of design. That's like a longer runway. That's where we're looking like, you know, six, eight, 12 months out um, to start that process with those manufacturers. And um, so the design is like I, I try to like keep everything reined in, give good creative direction. Um, but a lot of it is just like, what do we want to do? So then everything comes back and gets approved by you. Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah. And so when, when, where did, when did you start like branching out? What was it first? Was it first just t-shirts or like yeah, in yeah. the very beginning? It was just like t-shirts and dude, we were doing like our first runs of shirts. We had a handful of designs was only like 15 units. Which is funny now because now I own a print shop and we won't even we won't even do fifteen units like we'll do like twenty four I think it's like the minimum maybe fifty yeah. you know but yeah and it was wow. it was literally in my basement on an IKEA shelf like a nine cube you know this was fifteen shirts fifteen shirts fifteen shirts and and I had a goal of like I want to sell one shirt a day you know and then and then that money kind of came in that okay let's do some more shirts and maybe some hoodies and let's do some headwear and it's just evolved evolved from there, you know, then I, I built an office in my backyard. I think it was 600 square feet total, 300, 300, two story, um, ship from the bottom. My office was up top. That's where I had a first part-time employee shipping stuff for me. Wow. Um, then that's I moved, cool. moved over to Monroe, rented a place, but that's, this is where the business side is like this. I really do love the numbers. I, I love this stuff where it's like, um, we then, I, I, when we were on Monroe, I realized like how much we were paying for rent. I was really, really fortunate enough with the market to like um, where we were. I was able to buy a half acre where we're at now. Um, and then maybe like a year and a half or so later, we developed it, which I, looking back now, didn't know what I was getting myself into developing from the ground up. That was, I, I probably wouldn't do that again. Probably just should have bought a building and, and just I, got and like yeah. used the stick frame or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I looked at a, at a few, but like, at what I knew what I wanted to do, you know, I'd have a contractor come in. They're like, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, probably $200,000 to renovate. And to me, like at the time, I'm like, that's an insane number. And but now looking back, I'm like that would have been nothing compared to like now this building that we have now with addition is yeah. like it cost me over a million dollars. Like and I've, I've never felt like sick to my stomach looking at finances. I remember the first time like they got done with the, all the 
the construction, the loan like turned over like over a million. I see like that many zeros to like what I owe, and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, really? Like, and that's just like on the business side. That's not even like my house too, you know. And and I'm just like, fuck. Sell some fucking shirts. Yeah, sell some fucking shirts. But but the thing is, I can lean on like I already did the math. I already know what we're doing. Like this. These businesses pay for so then so then I started yeah. HHR Properties so that's a completely separate business um, so and then, and built built that and and that's that's where like for me from a business standpoint uh, I could make more money as if I wanted to as like a landlord but like I'm not a landlord that's not what I care about it's not what I want to do I also value both the companies that are in here and and the people who work there so I actually only charge ten percent over what I pay so both both. Both my businesses then have, you know, lower rent that's not going up. I can't because I mean my rent went up like thirty percent, like when I was on Monroe, and I was yeah. like, man, it's like five hundred bucks. What the heck? So, but now we're like locked in. So, but I make my money on the asset because the asset is actually appreciated in value higher than what I even pay for it on a year be, because of the way the economy is right now, and just like the housing market is like. When you're in a recession, you know the one thing that that is stable and goes up is real estate. And mm-hmm. it's like, and now looking back, like, fuck, I wish I would have had the funds to like buy more real estate back when I bought this one piece of property. But I do feel extremely fortunate that I, and it wasn't like I was looking to get into real estate. It was literally like, this is a need, and I can buy this, and it'll be cheaper for me to mm-hmm. own than to go rent someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a smart move. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you know, you're where you're at right now because you've made those investments in yourself constantly. Constantly, yeah. You know, and and uh, especially when it didn't seem like, you know, it's just easy to, to look at it when it's already built here where you're at right now. Yeah. But, you know, that that grind, I mean, that's just who you are, man. So I really respect yeah. that shit. It's, uh, it's really sick. I'm on, I'm on the website. I was looking at yeah. all the different shit you guys do now because yeah. you went from shirts, hoodies, with, with some hats maybe, stuff. Yeah. Now you got, you got freaking air fresheners, socks. Yeah. I want this upper left map. I feel like that. Dude, that thing is dope. Huh? I want it. I'm gonna get this. That shit is so fire. Yeah, dude, I'll get you. And I jumped about that thing for like a long time. And then finally, I just like hired a designer to do it because I'm like nobody has time to like do this, dude. Because I just I knew exactly what I wanted, and I was like, you know what, this looks like an old school map with all the little locations, yeah, all hand drawn, dude. Yeah. Perfect, man. Yeah, dude, I love the freaking. Uh, the fanny pack. Oh yeah, dude, those fanny packs are dope. Dude, yeah. I just I love this shit. Blankets. You got fucking boxes. You got you got cheeky briefs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, totally. you got cheeky briefs. <laughs> I forget about half this stuff. That's See, like, this is yeah. fucking awesome. You guys have so much awesome shit, man. Like, you know. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really cool to see how far you guys have came for, in, in that aspect of just uh, widening. Um, the different you know the different things that you guys offer and yep. you guys have a store now um over in kindle yards yep yep that opened in february it was open for a few months we had a flood it just reopened uh the uh, dude started a fire up above us with a candle sprinklers Whoa. came oh, flood, flood this store. yeah what? oh yeah dude it was like they dude, had to take so out like a majority of our ceiling it, and this is one where I, I really had to and i was like really like I guess proud of myself and the work I've done over the years of like, I I was literally, I was golfing with two of my buddies and uh, or three of my buddies and I get the call. I see I get a missed call followed by a video of just water pouring through this like $20,000 light fixture we had made. And I'm like, okay, call our <sighs> store manager. I'm like, Sean, what's going on, dude? He's like, there's a fire. He's, he's freaking out. I'm like, 
I'm like, is the fire department there? Yeah, yeah, they're on the, they're they're here. I'm like, is Tim there? Tim's like my right hand. He does a ton of shit, but he he loves handling stuff like this. He's like, Tim's here. I go, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> and oh, I just God. had to like not let this interrupt this great time I was having with my friends, and we were maybe on like 11th, 12th hole, and uh, and I yeah, I just had like this. It was with Ramsey, Tyler, and I'm, I feel bad. I'm blanking on who else was golfing with us that day. Um, maybe Grayson. But uh, and I just show Ramsey. I was like, our store store flooded, dude. And he's like, well, let's worry about tomorrow. Like, and he was just like, he made a joke, like an insurance claim yeah, type you joke. Got, you, just, know? But you got good friends. He's like, though. looks like we just sold those e-bikes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later, find out we were underinsured, so that sucked. Oh but, no! But it was it ended up being okay, but uh, it definitely almost had to have like lawyers involved. That wasn't fun. But there was this time where I was just like, if I really, I need to really practice what I preach of like nothing, nothing should be able to to knock me off mm-hmm. out of like my my happiness. Something shouldn't be able to take my energy that I'm completely out of control of. There's no amount of stress that comes out of me is going to fix what just happened. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. And I, and I didn't I didn't think about it for like a day or two. And I went over there, and then I saw it all wrapped in plastic and stuff. And I was like, "Oh fuck, this is bad." Yeah. This, and then and then it kept getting worse and worse because like we get a report every day from the company. Oh, we're finding water here. We're finding water there. We got to tear this out. Here. So it's constant stress. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the ability to be able to to have that mindset, you know, where you're able to, I mean, what you just said, where it doesn't knock you off. You're, you know, what you're trying to do right now, because I feel like that's something I struggle with. You know, I'm so emotionally volatile, you know, to an extent where I'm trying to keep myself even keel. But then if, you know, bad stuff happens, yeah. sometimes it just affects you. Yeah. And then trying to just not let it bring you to a place where you become negative or you're yeah, like, you know, because you'll start like just thinking about it. You know, totally. it can really fuck you up. And yeah. I feel like that gets a lot of people. Yeah. And that's that's something that you know, I, I'm really good at like, I, I, my head doesn't really spiral. Like if something bad happens, like I, I know people who do, they have yeah, bad anxiety cool. and it goes, goes, goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I ever really lost, but I used to stress a lot. Everything was stressful. Blah, blah, blah. And, and what's hard is now, I think now I've kind of turned, like, even if I, if I am, have a lot going on that might be stressful, like I don't register it as stress. Sometimes my body might take it on as stress, yeah. but I just think I'm busy because I truly just try to be happy all the time. And uh, so I might get like exhausted. I'm like, oh, maybe, because nothing's like really stressing me out. I think sometimes I just go, go, go. So that's where I do have to, even though I'm not stressed, I do have to, you know, take an audit of like, how much am I doing? And not even stress, but how much am I thinking about? How much stuff is taking my mental capacity? Because you're aware of yourself. I try my really, really best, and there are signs that I've I've learned about myself to know when I'm taking too much on. Mm-hmm. And once those things start happening, that's why I like take a step back. Mm. That's why I start saying no. To I actually took like a like a sixty day period where I'm like I'm saying no to everybody who if if I don't know you, I do a really good job already saying no to people like who who I'm, like some some dude hit me up today about a podcast. I'm like no, like um not going, I don't know you. I don't, I don't have the time or the mental capacity right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will, but I took it like, and it was kind of nice. A lot of people kind of really respect that. Even when I hate sending that email, Yeah, I'm like, Hey, you're going to have to hit me up in like t- two months. I know it sounds crazy, but like I need to focus right now and I can't have my energy taken some other way. Cause 
what that does, it not only affects me, but it affects my family. You know, it's time away from my family, time away from my kids and my wife, because that's where I have to go make up my work hours yep. is like late at night, you know, and that's and early mornings. And I don't want to be on my phone answering emails because the only time I have to do it, if somebody needs, especially because we do a lot of overseas production. So like if I don't get to it, to it during the day, they're working at night. So they're ping, 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 ping my phone on WhatsApp. So like if I can take care of that, then it's, they're not, those manufacturers aren't bugging me at night. So I, I, I would have, but I have to keep that stuff going. And so that I just have to say, no, there's a lot, a lot to balance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's because, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is business. Yeah. Right. Which is a big part of it. Yeah. But you don't even think about, you don't even take into account a man's mental health when there's a, you have this whole other responsibility now, like you said, you know, that, that actually struck me when you were like, and this is just the business. This isn't even like my my home yeah. and this isn't even yeah. everything else so that's like one business yeah. oh my yeah. god yeah. so talk yeah. to me a little i mean how, how are you able to do so much and build so much and dedicate so much and and uh you know because i know you just brought a kid into the world not long ago yeah zenny yeah so, nine months so yeah. talk about how like you know how it is you know being a dad yeah of multiple and yeah and uh, yeah, four four kids and like we like love them, you know. I mean, you have kids, Cody. Like, you, they're so unique and individual. And like on paper, it's like this is fucking crazy. But mm -hmm. it's like we're also like maybe we'll have more. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. we we love these, love all of them, you know. And, mm -hmm. and we and what's crazy is they all only know me as like business owner dad. They only ever know that like oh it's this crazy warehouse or now there's a store. Now we just open a pizza restaurant. They're like now we get to go to dinner at Thunder Pie. Like. You know, and it just, they love it. And that's, and they also get to enjoy the fruits of like all that hard work too, yeah. you know? And what's even bigger is like they, and I don't, I know the kids somewhat recognize this, definitely my oldest, but like he, he sees my work ethic because I saw this in my dad, not fully the exact same way, but I like, I'll, I'll wake up at five, go to the office, work out, get some work done, be back home between seven, seven, 15, because wow. I'm like 10, 10, 15 minutes from my office. So then I'm there for the kids, but like Davis will hear me pull up and he'll look out his window. He'll run out. I got my gym bag, gives me a hug and like, but he knows I already went to work and then I'm back here to be there with him. Before he even got up. Yeah. yeah. And then, Damn. and that's the thing before fucking everybody got yeah, up. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's for me, I know my work ethic and I'm, I'm not saying I work harder than anybody because there's a lot of single mothers who are fucking struggling, who work way harder than I do. Yeah. I try to work. I try to work extremely hard, really smart, and I do it a lot. Um, but I also have a lot of downtime because of it. I think that's that's one thing. I don't wake up at five, go to bed at eleven, and just constantly work. I I do know I work more than most people, but I know I also want my life to be different than most people. I know I love all the things I do more than most people. So it's it's easier for me to pour myself into it. But I mean, you can ask my team. There are days like today. I got in my office and I closed the door and I closed the windows and, and, and Josh, he, and I came out like for two, I'm rarely at my desk for like two hours. And he's like, he's like, you're, you're busy today. I'm like, yeah. And I joke, I go, don't talk to me. I got to go. And he just kind of laughed, you know, like, I don't have time to talk to you. <laughs> um, but that's, it's like rare that I'm not, I come out, chop it up with the team, see what's going on, you know, as they come rolling in. But I literally just, I, I did not have the time to have like any distractions um 
and that that's why I also I like working in the mornings. But like, dude, sometimes at night, like I just do. I hit a wall and like I need to go rest. It's rare that I'm working into 11, 12, 1, 2 a.m. Like that's just not my style. Mm-hmm. I do have to do it from time to time. But the motivation is just like I really fucking love it, and I love, I love what it does for me personally, and and really the the self awareness and like what I'm capable of. Um, how it, it has really taught me to block out like any negative self-talk. Like I, I truly, I mean, I'm, I'm a realist. I understand I, I can't go fucking dunk a basketball, but I do believe like, oh, you can task me or whatever. And like, I can take that on, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. Uh, beautiful feeling, I'm sure to like, because it, it takes a lot to get to that point. Because I mean, you, you like you, you had to prove to yourself. A hundred percent. That's like, exactly I've what it is. I've been there. I yeah. can do it. You yeah. Know? Cause, but, it, but I wasn't always that way. When I was kind of starting, I didn't have that track record. No. So that's, that's one thing that, and you can see right through it when people who haven't put in the hours, they haven't put in the work, they haven't, they haven't put in the stress and the labor and the fucking tears yeah. and the chaos of like, this might, this may be gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah. um, of entrepreneurship, but they try to talk on it. Uh, and that's what you want to just punch them in the mouth to be like, you don't fucking know. You have no idea. You're not that guy. Yeah. You want to be that guy. You're not that guy. Yeah. And y- you can see right through it, you know? Yeah especially when you start talking to business about people who kind of have some terms or they've heard some stories, they, yeah. you're like, it's, it's not even worth your time. Yeah, you know? and it's like mm-hmm. you do not know the difference between an asset and a liability. You yeah. can just tell right away and you're just like, I, I don't, we can talk about other, everything yeah. other than business now. And you usually know? you can see it because you see their life and you're like, oh, you because that flows over and you're like, your, your life and how you handle your personal finances, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think that's... Um, I know it's kind of long-winded answer to your question, but like I truly just just love this stuff, and it's it it's not always easy. It's definitely a job. There are times that I'm I am at work, and it is a job. It's I'm I mean, not. It's got to be a balancing act. I mean, that's the thing that's so impressive is the ability to balance um, and to keep your even keel and to not tip too far one way. Yeah. And you know, because that I feel like that's where people fall off the deep end. Really, right? Oh, There's yeah. no railing on this shit, so mm-hmm. it, it really is like. I can only imagine that with employees and a family and and you having to hold yourself accountable, that you versus you and like all that on a daily basis where things change every day. The landscape of Instagram changes, the landscape of business, the economy, COVID, all this crazy shit. COVID is crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that that actually makes me think of a question I was going to bring up. Um, So in terms of like growth, and like heading to a certain trajectory and getting there, like how do you find like enough like drive to like to like I guess like you've achieved a lot, yeah. and like how do you find enough drive to just like continue to like cr- like grow and crush? Like what I mean by it is like it first starts with let me replace my income, yeah, and then it's like let me get a little more freedom. Okay, yeah. let me make sure my wife doesn't have to like work a lot and like so I have time with her when I'm off and then like you get kind of everything yeah and then like you kind of like some people I'm only speaking from experience you kind of hit a wall yeah we're like I don't really need much more yeah how do you what do you do what are your tools to break through that wall yeah I think I think one is you you have to have some selfish ambitions you have to have that that little one percent of like evil in you that wants to fucking like (laughs) fucking go yeah, like for real in that in that darkness that you can dig into it's not all fucking cupcakes and positive yeah. like there, there's definitely like this fuck you aggressiveness that you have to tap into sometimes it's and it's also realizing that like 
and it, it goes with like the track record. You you've done the things right, so you 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 tell yourself you can do these mm-hmm. things right. So the more you do them, the more that that makes you self aware of like, oh, this game that I'm playing is easy, and I'm winning it, and I'm winning it, and it's because it's because I'm not chasing money. It's because I'm chasing happiness for myself mm. first, selfishly for myself. Because if I want to be that guy, like when I, I do this practice almost every day, especially when I'm in the gym, it's easy. We have huge mirrors to where you look yourself. It is uncomfortable to look yourself mm. in the mirror. And you're like, am I that guy? Am I the guy that I, I say I am to every, am, am I there? Am I the guy that's going to show up for my friends or my family? I'm going to be there when they need me. And you know, deep down, like if you are being that person or if you're not. If you did cold. something slimy or whatever, like mm-hmm. it, you know, and you have to be super aware. And then, and then, if you are, you're like, "That's fuck yeah." So you got a lot I'm of work to good. do. You <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think that's that's a big one. But then, yeah. but then having these like really vain pursuits, like you know, I, the example I use all the time is like, it's okay to like we have businesses to make as much fucking money as we can. Yeah. Like, I don't run a nonprofit or a charity. Like. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I don't care to help people. That's not my goal with my business. My goal is to make as much fucking money as I can to take care of my family, my family's future, and my friends around me. I love that because of the hard work I put in, all my employees you know, at our office have 401ks, full benefits, full dental, full medical vision. And it's like, I don't have to do that. I could yeah. make more money. If money was the biggest driver, yeah. then like I wouldn't offer that. Offer none of that, and yeah. And then I would keep that money for myself. Yeah. But I want my friends to be taken care of and happy and not have that stress in their life. Yeah. You know? Because in the mirror, you're the guy. Like you yeah. ask yourself and you're yeah. like, that would that's what the guy would do. Yeah, I'm that's that what you guy. Do. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I think yeah. that's that's, that's great. the motivation is like mm. and then with that, if you're fucking good to people, then like the money comes. And don't get me wrong, I I I blow money on stupid shit a lot. I shouldn't say a lot, but I do, and I try to get better at it. Um, but I'm, I live really conservatively. Like I truly do. I don't. I try not to like, yeah, just waste money on shit. You know. Anything, You're saying is like, is there anything in particular that you've spent money on that was kind of fucking crazy that you were like, geez. There's probably only one that I like really like regretted, and uh, uh, Timmer office. He just he laughs and busts my balls about it. It's like I'm not one to really wear like chains or anything, but I was in Vegas and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I already and, love where this dude, is going. And I will, I'll only wear this thing like yes. tucked in. Like, and um, you're like, why do I have this? Oh, dude, dude, 100%. And so you could only maybe see it a little bit here. Like, even the clasp is all iced out. It was so funny. And it was it's uh, all iced so out. You see Joel oh with this shit God. outside the shirt, you know he in a different I'm, I'm mode. I'm probably hammered drunk. And like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, dude, take the fucking chain. This is Dude, I'm, I'm honestly almost giving away because <laughs> I was just like, this is better for somebody else to yeah. have. No. But yeah, I came home and I, and this is funny as I put it on, ladies, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm looking in the mirror <laughs> and my wife's with this. me and then, and I'm like, I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm listening to way too much rap music. Um, you take this and I walk away. My wife's like, honey, like you look good. You really liked it. I'm like, she's like, I'm going to go over to this store. Just, just, just go take another look at it. I'm like. You know, she puts it back on me. I'm like, yeah, fuck, okay. And so, and then, right. But it, I, that's the only one I probably had buyer's remorse was that. Um, yeah. Because it's just silly. Well, that but, fades, though, right? Uh, right? And then, you you know. You, yeah, and then you, I don't really. Now I can laugh about now it. you can you laugh. Know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, dude, but that's uh, awesome. but that's I, I, I don't go and, like, get loans for cars I can't afford. Or, like, I, mm-hmm. I just 
I save it when I buy cash for them. You yeah. know, like um, it's that. That's just like what I do. A lot of, you know, I'm sure my parents even say, "Well, you should get a loan and help build your credit." It's like I've never had a loan for anything other than a house, and I have like a perfect credit. You're like I, I don't need. I got I credit. I don't need. You got credit. the one thing. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, so, I, that, that so. brings up a, a question. Do you, um, in your early stages, when you did have a little bit, were you leveraging credit to to get at, you bought everything, it was just your house with credit? Oh, yeah, house. Okay, sure, yeah. okay. It was, it was not cash. like you paid cash for the, well, I mean, also the shop that you built on over there off of off of uh, Broadway and stuff, so. Yeah, so th- those, only So those are estate. assets. Real it's okay to fucking use yeah. the credit, yeah. Well, no, your house, I'd say your house is an asset. I think that's, that's a yeah, big yeah, one. Yeah, 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 true. Um, unless you're Airbnb in it, you know. Unless you're Airbnb in it, I think that's a, a, and that's what's hard is because in America, that's typically somebody's biggest asset because it's not a car that's depreciating value, but they buy a home and they think, oh, well, this is going up and up in value. Yes, it 100% is. It's only, it, it will be an asset to you if you decide to sell your house at 500 and then go buy a house for like 300. Yeah. Nobody does that. You no buy your house that. for five and you go buy one for seven, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it, it, it's, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't list it as like a liability, yeah. but it's not an asset that's, that's, yes, it's worth money, but it's worth money on your deathbed and your kids are going to get that money. Yeah. You know? I call, I kind of figured out it's like an option. You know what I mean? You could turn it to an asset. You can, you can use, but you, can, like, you can leverage it for loans and stuff. Exactly. I know plenty but of friends who've done time, that. Yeah. If yeah. you're living in it, taking up the space and everybody's yeah. living, it's like, yeah, that's not, it's costing but you money a little I bit. I will say you can leverage, leverage equity in it to do business stuff. I know plenty of friends who have, and it's worked out yeah. and they pay that loan off. So cool. with, when that place you can, but if you don't own a business and you're not, I, I think that's, that's just a, really big misconsumption is I have this thing that's worth all this money. Yeah. It is. And maybe that'll help you when you're in a hard spot and you fucking you got to sell it or something. But where did you uh where did you learn business? Did you have a mentor or um what was your dad like? Like where did you Oh my dad you... my dad's my dad's blue collar. Yeah. He's uh he works in an office now. Oh okay. Uh, he's an electrician and uh <laughs> so both my younger brothers kinda of really fall in his footsteps. One of them works for the same company he does. Um my other brother Connor works at Avista. We're all super close. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just at dinner together last night, and three of us. And uh, it's it's just always I, I just love those guys. They're they're we we what I love about my dad too. So he uh, his office is like two blocks from mine, and I just happened to buy the property right by his office. So um, actually, I had to cancel a lunch with him today. Unfortunately, we we put it on the calendar, so we get lunch once a month. Because um, a couple years went by, we we kind of grabbed lunch. I'm like, this is stupid. We we're gonna regret. You know, he retires in a few years, like not doing lunch at least once a month. So we put it on the calendar. Um, cool. Yeah, so yeah. so we just will kick it to tomorrow. But uh, nice. but uh, as far as work ethic, it was my dad. Like I remember being a little kid and my dad, he'd have to, you know, probably be on the job side by 7 a.m. So like I'm sleeping, but I'd hear the front door shut. So then I, I would run out, you know, I'm probably just my like your underwear. son. Probably, yeah, or... just like my son. I'd be like, Dad, I love you. Bye. And he's like, he'd be getting his truck. Love you. And off to work, you know, but it was, it was dark in like, and he, he, my parents had me when they were 19 years old. Wow. So like, uh, you're the oldest, I'm the oldest. Yeah. And I got two younger brothers. So a lot of yeah. growing with your, like growing up with them kind of like they had to kind of work through their struggles. Oh, dude, my, my parents still, I, I joke about this. Like they, they party harder than all of us combined <laughs> still. Like they were partying when we were born and they just haven't stopped. And I think that just goes to like, and, but what's great is like my, my dad, like, and this has been like our whole life. He only will drink on like Friday and Saturday. Like that, that is it. And usually it's huh. just Friday. And then it's, especially if we're just like kicking out the lake, you know, we're all drinking kind of all day, but like, that's awesome. That was their thing. But like always growing up, 
They go out with their friends on Friday night, give us some money for pizzas. We just have our buddies over, wash our dirt bikes, get ready for the races the next day, typically. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I got my work ethic. When I look at it, I'm like, I got really got my work ethic from watching my dad. Um, and I think some of that is also just innate within me from him, like in some way from mm-hmm. his genes. Uh, and then uh, my mom, you know, really, really pushed creativity. I remember her always being excited for all the art stuff I was doing as a kid. And they stayed together? Yeah, yeah, they're still together. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So how was it? Like, how do you think that you're like, you know, how that trickled down to you and how you were able to positively influence your brothers? You know, because I feel like that's a big thing. Like the the oldest is the kind of the you know mm. it can it can like yeah. spoil the bunch or can really you know you can see yeah. like you guys are all successful. I don't know if I positively influence them. They're all like <laughs> we're all so different. We'd have to ask yeah. them. Like I'm I'm. It's funny because we all have like a lot of things in common, but like I'm one that's like a little opposite of them, which is also fu- funny. We were just having this conversation that we all have like the exact same truck, which is really funny. It just happened to be this way. Like they're, <laughs> they're like within a year of each other, they're all GMCs. I think cases yeah. are Chevy, but there's, they're all the same, but theirs are fucking jacked up literally like six inches. <laughs> yeah. Off, so they're just fucking huge trucks. And I was like, the other day I was like, I should make my truck like look like yours. I'm like, what does that cost? I'm like 10 grand. I like, guess yeah, probably like 10 grand. I was like, and I really was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go do that because I want to be like my brothers. And then yeah. I was like, that's stupid. That's not me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My truck is lifted like one inch or whatever. <laughs> it's got a leveling kit. It's, got, it's, it's nice and stuff, but I, I, I'm not that. I don't want to. But they're, they're more similar um, in like that regard. They're like definitely blue collar. They, they work with their hands. They're really fucking talented. And uh, just big truck outdoors dudes like uh so yeah they both did, live on property did your brothers ever come to you with business ideas like oh yeah what do you think? Dude, All Con- the time. dude connor had one that fucking crush he had did an it? invention he sold the dutch bros dude he, what? He, made, he made like fifteen thousand dollars one year profit from this fucking thing because he was working at dutch bros and there's a steam a thing steam that steam stick, yeah okay so i used to work at dutch bros when i was a kid seven eighteen whatever and uh and it, it was a little like slappy wand thing and it would steam, turn off, turn off. And it was like a lever. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a knob. So then Connor's like, he's just really good at his hands. So then he moves into like this handyman for Dutch Bros because there's so many now that Kevin has. And Connor's like, dude, I keep fucking replacing these knobs. He's like, it should be a lever. I'm like, it's not a lever. I'm like, it was a lever when I was younger. He's like, really? He figures out how to engineer this lever, prototypes it, 3D printed. He, then he starts getting it made in China. This is like with none of my help. He's oh, so. fine. I helped him with like the photography website. I helped him with some pricing stuff with Dutch shows, but he really ran this on his own. And, uh, but he, yeah, he, he would make probably five to 15,000 every year. Nice. And he would just buy dirt bikes and shit with it. Cause he had another job. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So, cool. so, uh, he, he's very entrepreneurial. He came, he came to us last night. Connor and I've always been kind of in, what's like an invention we should do. He had yeah. some like fucking big truck trailer hitch thing. He's like, dude, it's really simple. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so is this in your genes? Like, is that, that's what this is. It sounds like, it's like, this is just, this is you guys. Like, well, business stuff, when I look at all the businesses that I have, they're all vastly different. So that's where like, like once you learn it, then you can just do it. You can like repeat it. And that, and then you start, then you start finding it as you grow. When I realize, like, Oh, I'm paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to a print shop in the Valley. And I just building this new facility why don't I just, and I print ran some shoots. numbers. Yeah. Why don't I just do it for myself? Then I called Grayson because I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to start 
this business. I'm, I'm going to buy the equipment. Do you want to start a business? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Boom. Then done. And then, and like right now, like Ramsey and I just had a really great time in Portland meeting. It's like this invite only all, all, um, clothing companies. I think most all of them, you know, they're doing multi-million dollars. Nobody's super big. One of them is, is big. Um, baseballism, they're big. Um, they do about 25 million a year. Uh, and, but Jonathan who runs that is just a fucking animal. He's really smart. So we start picking his brain and he's, and some of the stuff that Ramsey wanted and I want to start is where you realize you're spending as your network gets bigger and your friends are, are also businesses and you might have equity here and here and then you have equity together in this business. And you're like, so we realized like one thing we were, we were all paying for is like, uh, you know, bookkeeping taxes, all this stuff. And we are like, why don't we just own that company? Yeah. So we've been like drawing that out because, you know, that's enough to hire employees to do it. Yeah. So I'm telling John this idea is like, dude, we did like two years ago. I hired four people and now we kind of have a stand in CFO and all yep. this stuff. I'm like, what the hell? He goes, yeah. And we started our own insurance company. I'm like, you started your own oh, insurance company? Yeah. And he breaks it down. He's like, no, it's perfectly legal. And here's how they work. And he kind of gives us the blueprints. The next morning, Ram's like, yeah, I already looked into it. Like, we can start our own insurance company. And it, it saves you money. Yeah. And then you also get, like, just a bomb insurance. like Yeah, um, coverage real oh, nice. You, yeah. you, essentially how it works is you – there's a name for this type of insurance um, where it's basically a, a bunch of people. There's, like, an umbrella company, but you all – front money into this into there and then like if somebody because think about it i've i've had insurance for 10 years on my businesses never no paying claims. paying 1500 a month and i've had one claim and i end up being underinsured it's bullshit yeah so so most people aren't having claims right and you, and you have yeah. to find a group that's going to let you in john's like dude i'll let you in ours um and essentially i think it how it breaks down is like if there is a claim like the umbrella company pays half and then like these few thousand other companies chip in and so, and so Jonathan's like, yeah, I might have to chip in like 200 bucks a month, you know, but he also, but it's still cheaper oh, yeah. for him to do his own and cover all his businesses with like three times the insurance. Yeah. And, uh, but he like, but he runs a clothing company and he's yeah. just like, and he owns the real estate in a lot of his, uh, wholesale stores outside of baseball stadiums and stuff. And I'm like, Genius. like, what else, what else have you figured out? They actually have a three PL cause they were already shipping and now they have. 35,000 square feet in Portland and they're shipping for all these other companies. It's like, why, wow. why not? You that's know, it's really smart. So I think that's, that's where like, it's just very common sense. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like I'm like thinking up businesses. It's like, well, what's the need? And yeah. then once the numbers make sense, Oh, let's just do it. Then we just have to find to do it. Once you find time to do it and get it rolling, then you get the right people and then you can be hands off. Like the pizza place. We, we really had a grind for like three months to get that thing going, getting the staff, getting all of it ready. Um, but then we're kind of hands off. And what's the name of the pizza place? Uh, Thunder Pie. Thunder Pie. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So like really those businesses, and, and I was having this conversation with Grace and I'm like, what's like the, like the number one reason you think people start businesses? And, and I, for me, I thought it was like just to be like fulfilled and happy. Right. And he's like, I don't think it's that deep. I think it's maybe something like you're, you're passionate about. And you you figure out how to make money doing it. And I was like, yeah, I think that's pretty that's pretty spot. It's pretty equal. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they kind of go hand in hand. He's like, think about it. It's like, you know, you were good at graphic design. You figured out how to monetize that. That's where you start. He goes, all the other stuff you do, you you don't know real estate. You don't know printing. You don't know snack food company. You yeah. Don't, like all these things. You know, I can't make a pizza. Um, and but with that, like Grayson, he understood business really well. 
he didn't know anything about screen printing when he decided to like open a screen print shop, you know, but he, he knew he could learn enough about it and hire the right people to do it. Um, so yeah. Did you learn a lot from him when it comes to business or where did you learn no. a lot of your business? Like, I know I guess I didn't really answer that question. Like, like, yeah. Well, uh, I'm just curious. Yeah. Like I've, learn like, it from doing, I guess, learn it from doing. I do. I do have a mentor, uh, Tyler Lafferty, who I watched him. I used to work for him at a, a ad agency right across the street, pretty much seven two. And I watched him and Kevin Parker. I worked for Kevin at Dutch Bros and I watched that dude grind, like go, 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 go. And, uh, and then I watched, I, I was fortunate enough, I got to travel with Tyler a lot mm-hmm. and watch him with clients. And also, that's where I really, watching Tyler, he would teach me a lot of business stuff too, just good conversations, little things here and there. Um, but I watched him really enjoy the fruits of his labor and share them with the people around him. He wasn't, and, and Nick, his business partner, was the same way. Like they, and they would, they weren't stingy with, what they were doing because they they fully knew they couldn't do it without their whole team. So when did this relationship start? Where you met? How, like fifteen, sixteen years ago. Yeah, when I got hired at, I actually I met them. I worked at their first company at fourteen four. They took me from. The, I got a job at the Inlander. They hit me up like, "Hey, we heard about you. Can I show you this new company we started?" I went to their startup. Um, that they're still in business, and then two thousand eight, they laid off like half the staff, and I'd been there like less than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got let go from there, but then I got hired on at their parent company, 7-2. Mm. Um, so then I started working at 7-2 with like kind of the same group of people. Like it was just a lot of the same clients and stuff. So, so how much older is Tyler than you? Like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, how important would you say it is for young people to have like a mentor? It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And it's, it's hard because you need somebody who's like finds a time yeah. that will give you that time. And like, like Tyler and I were just texting the other day because I told him it was kind of cool because he, he got asked to be this, this keynote speaker at this event. He hit me up. He's like, hey, I can't do it. Do you want to stand in? And I'm thinking like, okay, like, do I want to? And I so I'm emailing with these people back and forth. But I, one of the things I said, oh, Tyler, I said, I'm really sorry. I feel like a jackass. We need to get back on our monthly meetings. He's like, I know, absolutely. You know, and like he doesn't have to give me his time once yeah. a month. But like we've become friends. We've traveled together and like we, we really do – enjoy each other's company, you know, and, um, and that's, and he sees all this business stuff. When I had a, when I had to leave seven, two and get, put in like my two weeks, like, dude, I was like crying. And cause I loved my job and Tyler yeah. just stood up. He gave me a big hug. He's like, this is what we've wanted since you started this because he, he cares about like the individual. He knows I'm a great asset to his company, but what's a bigger joy for him is to see me go flourished and do my thing. And I, he's like, this doesn't mean you have to leave in two weeks goes, hell, if it doesn't work out, just come back. You have a job. He's like, and he's like, this is awesome. But he he was one Damn. that really from a business perspective, like helped me, you know, even with with bison printing. Like he I was gonna like contract another printer, kind of and and not own all this stuff. And just so I didn't have like the risk, the financial risk. And Tyler's like, you gotta take the risk. He's like, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward, and it's gonna be better long term. He's like, just do the print shop, get the equipment. Mm-hmm. Don't bring somebody else wow. in there and like muddy it up. He's like, you've done the numbers, you know, they make sense. I was like, fuck. Yeah, you're right. I have yeah. He's like, just do it. Cause when you get, to, I feel like when you get these, uh, these mentors at such an impressionable age too, it's crazy when you are who you are right now and look back at how much 
they've added to oh, dude. this just this piece of who you are, you know? Because that's where we that's how we become yeah. great, right? Is people is just by, you know, kind of observing all these other great people and oh. being able to take little pieces and then kind of make them our own. Yeah. No, it's know. it's huge. And I think, you know, and Tyler really mentored me a lot early on. And then slowly we're getting busy and I'm just doing more things. You know, that meeting isn't monthly. It's, you know, I might not see him for like four, five, six months. And it was just till recently I was like, man, I, cause I, 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 I have a lot of business owner friends, a lot of people I can lean on a lot of, especially Ramsey. He helps me grow a ton mm -hmm. and really take risks. And he's, and we're peers and it, we're best friends. And I, I just love working with the dude. And, uh, he, he's the one person like really in my circle who like loves this shit at the same level I do, like truly loves it and has also has to balance kids and multiple businesses. But it's, it's exciting because like him and I together, I'm like, what do we want to do next? Yeah, like what's do the anything. next thing, yeah. you know? Um, wow. so, so yeah, I think, so mentors kind of, uh, like, so my mentor I had kind of slowly, I wasn't meeting with Tyler as much, but then I'm just surrounding myself with this network of other people that I can lean on. Um, you know, I hire a business coach, you know, I'm on a call with him every week. Um, and that, which is crazy. Wow. Somebody I really looked up to now has become a friend and like, um, we text and I'm like, you were like a celebrity to me. And now we're like, homies, like, that's crazy. Like, that it's crazy, crazy that he, like he gave me his number. He's not dude, hit me up. And he's like, he's saying like, he said, Hey, let me know when you open up the store, I'm going to fly out. Um, it just happened. He's speaking at an event, um, the same time we opened, but uh, he's just in, in Kalispell, Montana. And, uh, and then and then I introduced him to Ramsey because he has a, a, a sizable clothing company too. And uh, but this like what what you see that we're doing, he has on a whole other level. Like it was so inspiring to go visit him and the facility and see what he has built. And that's that's where I go back to what you're saying. Like what's like the next? What's the motivation? And you see that. Yeah. And you see what he's built. And it's amazing. And you're like, and you're like, okay, like people do this. Like I can do this. Like, mm -hmm. and yeah. you see how he takes care of everybody around him. And like, that's, that's kind of his mentality too. He's like, I want to be the guy who can help. Like if, whether it's, I'm going to hand you $10,000 or you need a truck. I have the resources. He's like, I want all the resources. And you see when he's like, he, the dude has resources to help people out, you know? And like, and so that's, that's where, where Rob and I really fire on like a lot of the same level. He also came from like a design photography background and just like poured into creativity, um, does music, which is like, as you guys know, like music is like a whole other side of your brain, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool to, you know, see that, like, when you put in the, the well, you have the integrity and you're really caring about the, the right things yeah. and the people and the, the overall, like you said, just the happiness, the vision for your family and, and the things. Like, that's when you do good work, you yeah. know, and that's where you're, you know, you're building something that is just so, um, you know, so community driven too. you know, like you said, you're really giving opportunities to people like you're giving people benefits, you're really like doing right by people where there's a lot of companies who, you know, it's not a there's no longevity, because they don't take care of people. And then that yeah. that just burns out, you know, yeah, you know, if you, you burn a bridge, or you're being self like that stuff, it, it'll it just 
turns you into you're just a different type of human. You just function differently, you know. And a lot of it is I, I look back and you know I don't know the exact Bible verse, but something along the lines like you know if God can trust you with a little bit, He's going to trust you with a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like I started in my basement, just like doing something little, and like it's it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, and I I want to believe it's not because I <clears throat> am frantically chasing money and doing things to cut cost. You know, it it's truly is a genuine love for like the people around me and knowing that like success truly is happiness. And like you, I think a lot of people don't don't feel like they they deserve or, or that it's even possible possible to be happy every single day. And you know, I'm not saying I'm just like super happy every day, but like. I, I was out on a shoot and one of my, one of my good buddies, uh, Mike was, he was the photographer and he's always telling me to slow down, slow down, slow down. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, but we were there. My, my wife was there on the shoot and, and he, he says something like, you, you, you're working too much. And I just, and I, I don't even say anything. And my wife's in the kitchen at the Airbnb. I go, Emily, how happy am I? She's like, you're the happiest person I know. Like you truly <laughs> I was like, Mike, I'm not working too much, but a lot of people's standard, the nine to five, mm. I'm not making insane decisions. I'm not being horrible to people. I'm not, you know, dying. I'm not, you know, I'm, I truly do love it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, and I don't view things that either people are like, oh, what's your work-life balance? And I, that used to put a lot of pressure on me to like what that is. But I realized the, the game and the system that we're like in like it, it doesn't exist. All the rules of business, all the rules of life mm-hmm. only exist because the society we've made them exist. Mm-hmm. When you realize there are no rules, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah. And the game's not that insane. And it's just your life. Mm-hmm. There is not work life. It work is truly anything you put effort to. So like it doesn't mean it has to make you money. Yeah, exactly. Your work could be your work that you're doing with your family or your kids mm-hmm. or your craft, your arts and the music. Like, that is work. That's your life. And it's like, and I think a lot of people that this, this, well, entrepreneurs and this work life balance, but I truly have designed my life in a way. And like, selfishly, I want like my people around me all the time. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, Except for in the mornings, like I like to just work by myself. I think yeah. it's nice and nice and quiet. And uh, but a part but of like, your day, a part of your life, like that's what adds color to the canvas totally. is the people that are that are around you. Yeah, and you can do you can do it any way you want. Your life can look any way you want it to be. But we're told go to school, go to college, do this, 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 and it. That's just not the case. Yo, it's people like you that break out the mold that you know can come on this podcast and show people like, Hey, this is an example of how, you know, if you have a certain mindset and a certain work ethic and a, in a, in a desire to, to achieve and, and to honestly, it was your life that, that you wanted. You didn't want to have a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wanted to be able to, to take these things that you're passionate about and, and turn it into, you know, you being able to live your freest, best life with your, with your buddies and to, yeah. and to do what you want to do. And I think that a lot of people want to do that, but they don't, they don't know how to, to take that first step. So I think that this is. And that's where, that's where a, a mentor can really, really help. Like if you have somebody who you see, man, this person, say this seems to really have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Ask them to meet with that person. 
pay that person for their time? Even if you can't pay financially, what skill set do you have that you bring value to them? Sweet. Then there's no money exchange. You truly, yeah. I do that with a kid right now. He's like a local videographer. He couldn't couldn't pay for my time. And I was like, he, and what was dope is he offered up his video skill. I'm like, dude, Andre, first off, that's fucking awesome. That's exactly what you should have done. And he's been following every week I meet with him. He's been following what I've been saying to the T. And it is awesome. Like, it's so cool to see him. Sick. Like, dude, it works, dude. It works. And, and like, he's just a really nice dude. So, like, that's where you could, you put in the work, you have to put in the work. I mean, I've recently just been listening to that 10,000 hour song by, by Macklemore, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, man, that like is so deep. He says something along the lines that like, you know, painters aren't born great. They're, they put in the work and that's why they're great painters. Mm -hmm. And like, you think about how many hours, like when I saw you on stage at Lucky You Mm -hmm. and like, you that wasn't always probably natural for you to just like boom boom just go 100%. with and it's like but people probably see that and they're like oh man he's like so good You're like yeah because i put in ten thousand fucking hours to be able to do this for this 30 minutes for you right here yeah. that's why i'm that good and like um i think that's where a lot of people i will say a majority of people do not want to put in the work and they will put 50 excuses. Oh god. Why I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have this. Man, it's, if that's your mindset to get the fuck out like Yeah, it's so fucking mm. it's heartbreaking to see people yeah. make excuses oh, like man. that and it's just like god, come on, you like you just rise up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. it goes from this is what I want to now sell okay, sell me on why I should do it. Cuz <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like wait, no, I thought real. you wanted it. Yeah, yeah. no, that get is it. exactly it. But people do get caught up in the societal shit and I feel like you need to you know, that self-reflecting and looking into yourself and and being like you know, I feel like gratitude is oh, gratitude is what this podcast is all dude. about. But gratitude is that thing that is like, you know, come on, man. Like, there's so much dude. to be gr- like for us to for you to work for. People are afraid oh, of work, man. right? Like you were saying, yeah. whether it's like in your own business, whether it's like oh, with your kids or whatever that work is, right? Yeah. It's just like oh, I just do my my work for the eight hours, and then I just I do nothing. Yeah, it's like where you find happiness and yeah. joy in the yeah. work and, and it gives you purpose. Oh yeah. Which is one of the, and like suffering, that's one of the things we, I had a podcast on, on, uh, you know, Bobby's city chapters podcast. Yeah. We talked about that shit. Like, you know, when you, you got to suffer to enjoy yeah. not suffering. Like well, there really about, is th- this. The most growth you have in your life ever is when you have to break through adversity. When something is hard, when it's, this, it could be, Physically, mentally, think of just think about this later tonight when you had the most growth in your life. It's not gonna be when things were just good mm-hmm. or mediocre. Like something happened and you had to break through to the other side. And an, an easy one is go fucking work out. Just go lift weights and the second your muscles start to burn, keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going because that's that's where you're you're really gonna build. That's where you're gonna, you know, the and it's the same thing in life. Like it's gonna get hard. You have to just keep going because most people are going to stop. It's kind of like when you see like a major league sports game at any level for the first time, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck, that's why these guys are paid millions. They are far and above better. Yeah. It's because 
yes, there's some natural ability there, but they put in the work way more than where most people start. And they broke through that adversity. And, you know, some of that's like mental, like, like even simply getting out of bed. Like it's not easy for me to get out of bed when my alarm goes off at 5 Mm a.m. I don't always do it. Sometimes I hit snooze till six. And sometimes I just have to be like, Joel, put your fucking feet on the floor. Just put your feet on the floor. And I turn, I put my feet on the floor, and I just fucking go. And it, I don't like it. It's not fun. I would a lot of times rather be sleeping. Once you get up, though, it's like a lot of that, like it's almost in the moment. You're like, ah, I don't want it. And then when you're up, and then you're like, ah, I mean, we're moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's okay. It's like it's it's like it's over now. Yeah. All that 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 feeling yeah. is like, ah, I don't want to. I don't, don't yeah. want to do it. And that's what working, that's exactly working yeah. out, is that yeah. you don't want to do it. Yeah. And then you do it. And now you're doing it, and you're like, bitch, yeah. this feel good. Yeah. Like, you know, it feels great. And then you're yeah. done doing it, and then the feeling you carry in yourself oh. after that. It's it's huge. And then it allows you to carry yourself throughout the day to where it's like, because you worked out so hard, I, I do know people are like, well, I went on a run, so I'm going to eat some pizza. Like, for me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, I worked out, or I went for a run. I'm going to eat healthier I want to protect my exactly. everything I did. You know, yeah. I want to just stack, stack that even better. I want to, like, not only did I work out, but now... I'm eating right. Like those are just going to compound. I don't want to erase it and be back at neutral, you know? No, you've, it makes and, you feel good. It's d- oh, just yeah. to give that we need purpose. We crave oh, yeah. like, you know, there's that, that feeling of being proud, right? Yeah. Of being proud of something that you've done and you did, you know, that's why you're saying when you break through adversity, those are the moments that, that you were, that you were feeling the most fulfillment. And that's what we're looking for, oh, right? Yeah. We can call it happiness, anything. It's, we just want to, we just want to be fulfilled people. Totally. And I think, you know, you know the way the way we do that is to f- to find those things that make you happy, find the things that make you thrive, that do challenge you, and, and make sure you can put yourself, design your, design your life in a way that you can do those every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people, like, you just have to, to start with like one. What's like your one reason why? Like if you want to do a business or say you want to do music, well, why is that? And write that like number one reason constantly go back to that and then there might be other 10 other sub ones under there and that one reason why will change as your goals change and you grow Mm -hmm. that will change especially after you like hit that goal you're like oh whoa what i thought was like gonna be almost unattained like really hard i'm there now and And then that goes back to like Mm -hmm. how do you keep going that's why because you surround yourself with people who are doing cool shit and are cheering you on and like and you, it's it's not even like a vain pursuit of like things. Yeah. Those things happen. Yeah. You you get to fly first class whenever you want because you've worked so fucking hard. And that's not a vain pursuit. Yeah. If if you asked ninety nine percent of people, hey, would you rather sit in first class or you want to sit in economy? <laughs> yeah. I choose first class every fucking time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think there's this stigma that like, you know, you shouldn't be pursuing those vain things like oh you're doing business so you can have this and that it's like if that's what i want kind of i mean no look they're there and they're there to achieve and the best feeling is in the world is enjoying those and feeling good about it yeah because you're like yo i i'll put in the work yeah so i i deserve to be here like and you know and that's just time off right like so if you're on a beach if you're on a vacation you know being able to really truly disconnect yeah and be like, no, 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 I earned this. Yeah. You know, I don't need to, I didn't, I don't, I don't half ass all the time to where I need to be worried about yeah. shit right now. I went hard yeah. and now I get to not worry about it. Totally. Cause you put in the work. 
It's totally fine. And that's know? a metaphor. So take that yeah. in any way, that yeah. in any place, right? Whether yeah. it's business, your life, working out, your relationship. There's so many different yeah. ways that this applies to to work. And that that is one thing that Tyler and we had this conversation um, years ago. We were at Saranac and we were we ordered lunch and it, it came up because um, we both ordered like a salad, right? And you know, chicken was like four dollars extra, and. I mean, and even the way the guy approached it, like, well, you guys know, like chicken's $4 extra, like put the chicken on. And, and then we have this conversation <laughs> and, it, and it's so funny. Like, gosh, that guy really seemed like kind of over like, Hey, are you okay with that? And it's like, <laughs> yes, we know that. Yeah. But like, and then they got into a deeper conversation. Cause he's like, I see so many business owners that, you know, they keep putting money in their business and they'll keep growing it, but they're not taking enough for themselves. Yeah. And that's, um, Mark McCowitz writes a book, um, I'm blanking. It's like, I can't remember, like the 5% or something. But it's it's basically, in that book, he says something like, okay, if you can if you can run your business off $100,000 a month, you sure as fuck can run your business off $95,000. i am sure you can take that $5,000 and be giving it to yourself. You're, you're smart enough. Like, that's not, that's not going to make your business fail. Mm-hmm. And so many business owners, or especially when you're starting, you want to put it back in because you see this return. Like, oh, well, yeah. if I can invest in more product or this. And there are smart times when you shouldn't be taking money out of your business. Um, but that's one where, like, you have to enjoy it. And Tyler was like, I've seen so many people grind, grind, grind. And, and they, maybe they didn't figure it out, but it, they didn't even take the money out along the way. Yeah. So then they have nothing to show for. And sometimes they give up. Like it's like they're, it's like they're, if they have a good business that they kind of put to the side because they never paid themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, wait, how does that It kind of, I feel like I'm not a business owner, but I feel like it falls in line with taking care of your people. And and when you're taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. it allows you to go longer. Oh, totally. Go further. Because you're healthier, you're happier. And it's, and it, and, and that stuff, it, it, all works itself out in the wash. If you're good at people, that that just comes back tenfold, you know. And it's that's why bison printing is like done. So that was like my first business. That was like, oh, I get to like have other people come in here and like we we're gonna provide their business something. It's not an individual transaction. And like what what happened? Like people aren't even like price shopping. They would just rather come work with Grayson and I, you know, because they they know us, you know, and it's. And it's just, just be good to people, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the money, like, works itself out. Like, we're smart enough to figure that out. It's not always fucking important. And there's a lot of times where it is, it can be very stressful. And that's where you have to be, like, really smart. And you have to have thick skin and, like, weather that stuff, you And know? that's also the moment where you get that kind of superficial back-against-the-wall feeling like you yeah. did when you were really grinding. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I know what to do. I just got to kind of yeah. think about what I did in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's fun. Yeah. Sometimes. It's sometimes <laughs> you know? it's fun. Sometimes it's like, you know, you just sleepless. It's like, wait, like, rack in your brain. Like, how do I fix this? How do I, yeah. how do we fix this issue? And sometimes there's issues that are so big. You're like, man, this is where it's like, okay, I really have to be a business owner and think bigger. Like, this is going to take a month pivot. This isn't like, a, let's change this. And yeah. you realize that and it's like, okay. Like, and it wasn't really probably until like the last couple of years where like I, I really started to feel confident even like talking to people about business stuff. But after doing it for so long, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know this. Like, and it, it was because finally I was like, I just have to look at like my track record of like what I've been doing mm-hmm. and yeah. like not shy away from it, you know? And I really do enjoy talking business stuff with, you know, whoever, you know? Well, I mean, Joel Barber, a man of his own, but I would say 
Spokane's Rob Deer deck too. In a way, <laughs> oh, okay. In a way, in a way, very. I know people call our place the, the Mini Fantasy Factory. You because, know, because dude, <laughs> yeah. it's it's like you know when like same thing. Like when I watch Rob Deer deck and shit, he's all about business. It's crazy. Oh, so that much dude game, is, yeah. dude. So much game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of similarities, dude. Very inspiring. Yeah, you're so inspiring, bro. You are so inspiring. Oh, thanks, man. And, I appreciate and, that. And for real, man, that's why. Um, you know, you can't do enough fucking podcasts because the more people that can even just, you know, hear about the, you know, this side of shit, because yeah. you see it from the website, you see it from the IG post, but to yeah. really be able to understand what it takes to, you know, the blood, sweat and tears and totally. the day to day grind every single day. Every you're day. not just some yeah. fucking, you know, golden God, cre- you know what I mean? You're like, bitch, I don't want to get up either. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm normal. That's, like, I, totally. You know. I, think, I think that's what... I mean, I even have some of my friends, they speak like, oh, well, you're just different, man. I'm like, no, I've... Yeah, I do think I'm different. You, I do. But I'm still a fucking human. Like... But you kind of did the work to be know? different. Yeah. Like, I'm different because I do different. Yeah, and I know it's that. It's a choice. Yeah. And, I, and I know that's, that's also what, you know, that self-awareness when I'm like, oh, I, I know what it. it's when I look at everybody around me and I do think differently. I do fire differently. There are some people who, who roll very similarly, um, but yeah, I, mean, I can just lean on that, you know. And it's it's not some like big ego thing. It's just like I just know is that I, I I know I do this differently, you yeah. know. Well, I know um, I can say with confidence that there's people around you who just take from that and and become a little bit better because they're oh, around I hope you, so. man. And yeah. that's that's really that's really the most that's the most impactful thing you can do you're doing a business we're making money we're building a family we're doing all this shit but the thing that you leave behind when you make these younger people more hungry and more focused and move with integrity because they had a role model like you you know that that is that's honestly that's the lord's work right there so you know we just you know that it, it was a pleasure to have you on here, man. Um, I know we've run out out of time here. But yeah, I about, mean, if you have any last questions or anything, I got talk bit. a little bit about just a little bit yeah. about provisions and what you what you did with that uh, starting yeah. up. You know, doing yeah. snacks and and the pizza, and then talk about anything else that you guys have yeah. coming up. Yeah, real quick, I guess the provisions thing that came from a venture capitalist who saw who just knows our brand was like, hey, basically wanted to use our brand to sell snack bars and trail mix and stuff oh, product what? was great we did like eight months of r&d we were hands off we didn't have to front any money they just wanted a licensing agreement to take the logo um so that that was all very promising um the short of it is like we are still selling that product we're kind of getting through this first round but like i think they mismanaged a lot of money with some other stuff they were doing um mm. so they're basically trying to fund like the next round because they didn't roll that out like they had said they would. Mm. Um, but it, so now we're we're basically donating all the money from those bars sold. We're just donating that that money. So um, that's that. That was one of those things where it was, it was a lot of learning, but um, a lot of big promises. Um, mm. But that's fun. We kind of just like cool. We learned from that. Um, it may come back bigger and better, but like right now it's just kind of on a cruise control. Um, you know the pizza place that was a fun one. I my my buddy Ramsey and uh, you guys probably know Ben Poff who owns Durkins. Um, the three oh, of, yeah. three of us just like and this is all Ramsey. Ramsey's like we were talking about doing a pizza place. I think I brought it up. We were going to Vegas and on the flight there we we're like, oh man, a pizza place would be cool. And uh, <laughs> dude, three days later, Ramsey's like, dude, there's a fucking pizza place for sale, right? And I'm like, what? So then 
dude, his mind just just goes crazy. He's like, okay, here's a price for He's just, dude, just he just goes to work. And uh, he owns Uno Moss, Hello Sugar, and has an ad agency, Strategy Labs. He's also now my business partner on the Great PNW. Um, so that that was just like Ramsey, just like made. So that where happen. where is Thunder Pizza at? Uh, it's right across from the Davenport Hotel, um, next door to Nudo. Oh, okay. Um, it oh. was a pizza place for years, and it's, it changed hands multiple times. Um, Yep. But when it was Fire Pizza originally, we all went there. I'd go there all the time for lunch when I was downtown. And, yeah, you um, can't screw up pizza. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> what they did is they, they kind of did because they, they eventually brought in sushi. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brandon knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sushi table, we own that now. It's downstairs in the basement. Uh, uh, and then it changed hands again because that wouldn't work. And then they kind of rebranded. It was slightly charred. COVID hit. That guy was like, fuck, I, this is not the industry for me. His realtor buys it, tries to spin. And it was just like, we went in there after it was for sale. I went in there to be like, why is this like, we don't see why is it failing? It was very evident. Like the branding was bad. They had just bastardized the whole place. It did was not as cool as fire. It was like, not at all. It looked like, it was like a fake bike with like uh, flowers grown out of it. Like, it was just crazy. And uh, so it was instant. Like, oh, this place is like nice. We just need to give this thing a facelift. So mm-hmm. then, um, so yeah, then we did that. It was just been like a, blitz the last like three months but we're up and going um yeah under pizza beautiful and yeah. then what you guys got anything you guys got anything coming i know uh um i i, I saw some stuff in the mariners i know that probably wasn't like a direct collab yeah, or was it yeah or, totally yeah was that's, it? that's that's been like one of the biggest letdowns uh, maybe not the big that's maybe a over <laughs> but yeah actually it was it's probably one of the bigger ones um it may still be happening they hit us up um, or no, we got linked up from a mutual connection to the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, um, so they were like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, how soon can you get the product in the here? Collab. I'm like, fuck, six weeks maybe if I'm like going? They're like, all right, let's go. Three weeks in, they're like, oh, shoot, we didn't get approval from MLB. Let's do it next season. I'm like, okay, fine. You guys are hosting the All-Star game. Perfect. We'll do it then. We design it, we get the deck out, they love it, and then it goes time to like roll it out, and they're like, oh, it's, it's All-Star, we're hosting an All-Star game this season, like we have too much stuff, let's go next season. So it's literally be like three seasons, but like wow. it's designed, the deck's done, and we're just like ready to like go. So um, that was one, as a kid, you know, watching a man. Yeah, I know, we, we want, I mean, that's just like, ready to go so awesome and we, you guys do, do do have some stuff like you got the legacy stuff right but With that's the, like not there's no copyright infringement or there's no trademarks so on you that guys anything. do have some shit that, yeah you know, some kind of mariners esque, yeah yeah which we, is cool yeah yeah so we have we have a couple well so. that's exciting so next yeah. season maybe. yeah hopefully hopefully <laughs> next season yeah yeah so well thank you man Let, yeah. you know if there's any other brands uh that you want to shout out anybody that you support any of your friends anybody who has a business that you fuck with in spokane feel free to plug them oh, to anybody there, i i couldn't even start because the list is is so <laughs> long um this is the second time my wife's called hold on i just want to make sure everybody's okay okay hey is, is everybody okay oh just wrapping up still like literally like recording right now <laughs> Okay, call you in a minute. Oh, yes, I forgot. Forgot. We're busy. We have a thing to go to. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Love you. There it is. All uh, right. That's yeah. So that's, that's uh, the out. <laughs> it's on my calendar too. We even have a shared like sync calendar, and uh, yeah, we have an event at six. Joel. We have Joel event Barber. At everybody. <laughs> Great PNW. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Bud. Thanks, guys. Come on. Thank you so much, dude. We seriously yeah. appreciate it.
Joel Barber, a man of his own. I would say Beck. But theirs are fucking jacked up, <laughs> literally like six inches. <laughs> yeah. Off, so they're just fucking huge. The other day I was like, that's stupid. That's not me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My deck is lifted like one inch. Mm-hmm. 